I wanna ask you to use your imagination with me for a moment. I'd like you to imagine a healthy, thriving, robust community of faith that loves one another courageously, prays with and for one another intentionally, worships together, and celebrates all of the ways that God is active in the world through this community of faith. Now imagine Prince of Peace as a community of faith that is purposeful about being the light of Christ for others, a community that encourages each other to live with open hearts, a community of faith that practices generosity and seeks ways to learn Christ by reading scripture and then gathers together to learn in large and small groups. Imagine Prince of Peace as a community of faith that actively steps away from old ways of living life that do not build up the community of Christ and courageously steps into ways of living in community that renews and restores and reconciles us as the body of Christ. Imagine Prince of Peace as a community of faith that measures the individual's good by holding on to what is best for the entire community, that puts the community's needs above and beyond the needs of the individual. Imagine Prince of Peace as a community of faith that acknowledges that while there is undoubtedly a great deal of brokenness in the world, the faith community of Christ embraces the call to generate momentums of love and respect, which creates a different kind of world through love and service in Jesus' name. Friends, if I were tasked with writing a manifesto for Prince of Peace Lutheran Church, that would be it. What we've just done together is imagine a remarkable way for any community to live, but there's nothing new here, really. The reality is that this vision that we've just walked through, this vision of a courageous Christian community, is exactly what the Apostle Paul described in the book of Ephesians, which raises a couple of important questions. First, how close to that vision are we? And second, what would it take for us to get there. We're in a new series called Community. It starts here. And during these weeks, we're exploring how to develop ourselves into a healthy, vibrant community of Christ followers who love and encourage one another, who bear one another's burdens, and forgive and honor one another. We'll explore how that kind of community starts right here. But there's a tension, because there's always a tension, right? The tension, of course, is that while community in the context of the kingdom of God is a core value, our culture, our wider culture, celebrates individualism. The faith community, wherever it is lived out, always presses back on that 
The Bible is filled with the Apostle Paul's language about the body of Christ, the community of believers. Paul used phrases like each other and one another to emphasize the community over the individual. There are many commands in Scripture that provide both the framework and the details of what it means to live in community, a community of brothers and sisters in Christ. The truth here is that we can't be for one another if we're not with one another. Last week, Pastor Jason talked about how all of this begins with love, how love is the prime directive of the Christian faith. Today, I want to talk about community, how it starts here with encouragement. Living life fully and wholeheartedly with one another takes a great amount of courage. And this is why it's so essential that we intentionally encourage one another. When we encourage each other, we are building one another up, providing the the best context for the Holy Spirit to grow courage and confidence in the hearts of others. Encouragement isn't a matter of falsely inflating others. It's a matter of reflecting the image of God that we see in one another. Now, that's encouraging. And don't we all need a little bit more courage in our lives? Well, the Apostle Paul has this to say about the way the Ephesian faith community could live into this. I'm going to read Ephesians 4, verses 17 through 24 for us. The Apostle Paul writes this, And so I insist, and God backs me up on this, that there be no going along with the crowd, the empty-headed, mindless crowd. They've refused for so long to deal with God that they've lost touch not only with God, but with reality itself. They can't think straight anymore. Feeling no pain, they let themselves go in sexual obsession, addicted to every sort of perversion. But that's no life for you. You learned Christ. My assumption is that you have paid careful attention to him, been well instructed in the truth precisely as we have it in Jesus. Since then, we do not have the excuse of ignorance. Everything, and I do mean everything connected with that old way of life, has to go. It's rotten through and through. Get rid of it. And then take on an entirely new way of life a God-fashioned life, a life renewed from the inside and working itself into your conduct as God accurately reproduces his character in you. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It's with these words that the Apostle Paul encourages Christ followers in every age and in every time which leads to some important questions for us today. What one specific step can we take to encourage one another as we move ahead into the fall season? And what specific step will you take to help create a courageous community that loves and prays for one another, learns Christ together, and creates a different kind of world through love and service in Jesus' name? Let me peel all of that back just a bit. The Apostle Paul raises some really important issues that are, that are helpful for us to notice here. First, Paul clearly challenges a community 
to reconsider its inner compass, to do the necessary work of self-reflection. Any community of faith that gravitates toward, as the Apostle Paul writes, going along with the empty-headed, mindless crowd is a community that has lost touch not only with God, but with reality itself. (laughs) Ouch! The Apostle Paul was never one to mince words, but it's worth thinking about. Second, the Apostle Paul reminds all Christ followers everywhere that they are a community that has learned Christ. Well, what does that mean? A community of faith that has learned Christ intentionally focuses on paying attention, careful attention, to Jesus. And because of that, the community has taken on an entirely new way of life, what Paul calls a God-fashioned life that is renewed from the inside and working itself out into their lives, producing God's character within them. As we continue moving into the fall, we want to ask ourselves, what does that community look like, and how do we continue to create that kind of community here? The exercise of using our imaginations that I did with you when I began comes right out of this passage from Ephesians. And there are many ways to get there, but perhaps the most effective way to create that kind of community here is by encouraging one another to invest in spiritual formation in all of its expressions here at Prince of Peace or wherever we're worshiping today. We've developed an an extensive list of community groups that are available here at Prince of Peace. There's a lot to choose from when it comes to engaging in the life of the community. There's adult ministry, there's young adult ministry, there's small groups and support groups, there are opportunities for volunteers and parents and seniors. We have groups of Bible studies and opportunities to wrestle with issues of peace and justice. We we also have Mission Outpost and the Community Resource Center and the Dental Clinic. There is literally something for everyone. But here's the challenge. We will not grow as a community of faith if we're not encouraging one another to be involved in the community of faith. So let me encourage you with this. This is about taking the next best step into the community's life together. I want you to hear from one of our disciples who has experienced a great deal of encouragement in his life, in his experience with his small group. Jim Ledoux and his wife Gina and their family have been part of this community of faith since 2001. Jim has been active in middle and senior high school ministry and family ministry, and he's advised and consulted with us in a number of areas in our life together. And now Jim is currently a part of a men's small group that meets weekly. So welcome, Jim. Good to have you here. Well, about a year ago, uh, Mark Slaughter came up to me and just simply asked me, hey, Jim, I'm part of this uh, men's Bible study group, and I just think you would be a great addition to it. And um, I was a little hesitant at first because my plate was really full, and I'm not quite sure where it would fit in. And I was concerned about the time element, uh, and I was also concerned about traveling. 
And then Mark knows me well enough to know that, uh, hey, you're an early riser. Why don't you know the men's Bible study group meets online at 6.30 a.m. And I said, hey, I'm in. I, I'm an early riser. I love that. And this has just been a wonderful group. So there's lots of laughter. There's a sense of playfulness. There's a sense of purposefulness about how we live into our faith. And probably just as intentionally or importantly is that aspect of connecting with one another, knowing each other's hopes and dreams, what keeps them up at night. And I've just really found it to be a blessing to be connected to a small group of people that care about you and care about the ways that you continue to grow in your faith. Prince of Peace and a lot of churches have great large church activities and worship experiences. But this is really a place where you can reflect you can learn from one another, and that'd be another critical piece. I've learned as much from every one of the small group members in my men's study as I would of going to a Bible study from others. So I really value the wisdom that comes from the individual participants, and I'd want to lift that up. But a couple things I would also lift up is, you know, what's the worst thing? Try it on. Come once or twice. Check to see if it's for you or not. Maybe think about this. Is this the next step in your spiritual journey? Um, and for me, that's what I was looking for, a community of men that would think about how faith shows up in their daily lives, and I've experienced that in the men's Bible study. Um, and then I would also say, you know, knowing that there's different needs, hey, you have a laundry list of different small groups on the Prince of Peace website. Check it out. Go to a couple of those. And then I would say, for some people, the comfort level is that they also want to come with a friend. So maybe it's the perfect opportunity to invite someone else, one of your friends, a coworker, a neighbor, a colleague, and invite them to the study as well. And that's actually something I'm thinking about doing with the men's Bible study as well. And to me, it's when those three things come together, our connection with God, with each other, and how we serve our community, that's where kind of magical things happen. And that's what excites me. And that's where I experience community here, is when those three things are combined. Thank you, Jim. Boy, that's, a, that's an important and impressive look at what it means to be in community life together. Well, friends, let me take you back now to the manifesto. It might go something like this. We believe in creating a healthy, thriving, robust community of faith that loves one another courageously prays with and for one another intentionally, worships together, and celebrates all of the ways that God is active in the world through this community of faith. That's some good stuff. That's powerful. So I want to leave you with two important things. First, a challenge, and then an important question. So here's the challenge. We can't love one another if we're not with one another. And if we're not with one another, we can't encourage one another. And that leads to this important question. What one specific step will you take to help create a courageous community that loves and prays for one another, learns Christ together, and creates a different kind of world through love and service in Jesus' name? Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you that even now you are equipping us to be your faithful followers, those who encourage others to be, to be part of growing Christian community. As we enter the world and as we enter the lives of people that we know, as we go about our daily business, 
people ask this question, will they, will they know that we are Christians by, by our love? Will they know that you are living and breathing in and through us? Our response to that is a bold yes. Equip us for that. It's in the strong name of Christ that we pray.